0: Hey everybody, this is Theophilus from TZ Coaching, and you're listening to the Noble Father Podcast. Whether you're a dad that stays at home, works from home, or away from home, our roles are essential. To a son, it's an illustration of how life as a man is done, and to a daughter, an example of the type of man to look for in the future. But in either case, a noble father stands firm for what he believes, leads with his actions, and embodies a healthy balance of body, mind, and spirit. He pushes himself hardest and commands his time respectfully because he knows how precious the present is. Join me as we discover what it means to live as a noble father. Welcome to another episode of the Noble Father podcast. Today is January the 9th, 2023. This is the second episode of the 2020, year of 2023 and I just wanted to say how grateful I am to have this opportunity to be doing this podcast. Um, you know, every single day is a new adventure and it's a new journey. And so I am extremely grateful for everything it took for you to be listening to this podcast right now, wherever it is that you're tuning in from um, and wherever it is that you're tuning in from. So my year has been, uh, it's been crazy, you know, um, Started off the year uh, finding out that I had a tire, uh, a nail in one of our tires, and had to get that replaced. And since my last episode, um, I actually learned that my computer uh, was no longer serviceable, and so I needed to get it completely replaced. And which meant that I would rebuild a new one. And if you don't know, as an entrepreneur. Money is not exactly easy to come by, and so building a new computer uh, when you're not in the place to do it is uh, it's a it's a difficult uh, decision to make at times. But um, you know, God really intended for me to upgrade it, I think, and um, and there's been a lot of answered prayers when it comes to um, you know His provisions, and it's been abundant. And so, um, long story short. The complete build of my new computer, which I am using and that you're listening to right now, um, was completely funded. And, um, and so we are incredibly blessed. And so just wanted to give a shout out to, you know, God out there. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for this. Um, so today's episode, you know, as I was thinking about, you know, what I recorded last week, last week we were talking about, you know, the goals and how to set goals. And I think that's what we talked about, right? Was that, was that what my episode was last week? Um. Understanding habits, right? so it's, it's goal it's, it's goal related, um, you know. And as I was thinking about what to talk about today, you know, I, I just think what is the best advice that I could give fathers out there, you know, looking to maximize their year. And I just couldn't escape the fact that it comes from authenticity and being our truest selves um, in everything that we do, because. When we don't live from that place, we get into a lot of trouble. And this comes up so much uh, in, in everything that we do. And I hope to talk about that today um, in this episode. Um, and I hope that you come with an open mind, as I always expect from all my listeners, is to um, you know think about your own situation critically, about the different roles that you're a part of, about the different... Um, Uh, circles that you are a part of, and, and to, like, change it, you know, don't just listen to it and say, Oh, yeah, like, I should totally do that. And then go back to your old ways. Like, this is not what this podcast is, is about. And, you know, we don't want to repeat um, mistakes that never served others. um, And, and yourself, you know, that's the thing about self improvement is that, you must improve. Um, don't just don't just be a uh, digester, but also you know action on it. Do something about it. Um, so, you know, if you've listened to the podcast before, you know that I talk about identity a lot. And and when we don't have a firm firm identity and we're not secure in ourselves, we can get ourselves into a ton of trouble. Um, we'll find ourselves bending over backwards to align to somebody else's ideal for ourselves we aim for another person's standard for ourselves and that never that never equates to a great recipe like it'll never bring about an amazing result and and so I wanted to start this episode off with a quote that I saw and I found for authenticity because it was so fitting for what I wanted to talk about today um, and hopefully it 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 spurs something within you um, when it comes to your own life. And this quote is by is from a guy named Lance Secreton. Um, and it says, Authenticity is the alignment of head, mouth, heart, and feet. Thinking, saying, feeling, and doing the same thing consistently. This builds trust. And followers love leaders they can trust. And, you know, as as you know what kind of leader well not just in a corporate setting not just in um you know your friend circles or or whatever leadership position you're in you know in the context of this podcast you are a leader as of your family and when we don't live authentically as fathers our children see that example um kids are smarter than than you know and so if you're not your authentic self you know if you're different with a certain group of friends than you are with another group of friends, your kids are going to clue into, oh, this is a social norm. This is how we act as men. Or this is how men should act, you know, from a daughter's perspective. That it's okay for us to be this way with one group and another way with another group. The reason this is kind of a interesting topic is, you know, there's, I'm not going to mention this person by name, but... There's a person that I'm working with right now who, you know, has kind of struggled to want to be, they want to command a room. They want to command a room in a corporate setting. And it's, and the whole time I've been struggling to wonder is like, yeah, like, you know, this person wants to slow down. This person wants to, you know, present the information that they want to present in a way that is, um, that commands the room. But yet, the whole time I felt like this person was trying to be somebody that they were not, and in doing so, it it almost lessened who they could be. And the, and and you know, when you dig deeper, when you look and and you ask this person, um, where's that where's that coming from? Where's those thoughts coming from? You realize that the person is actually adhering to what somebody else's standard is. Now, in that situation. It's a lose-lose situation because there's so many standards, there's so many variables that we cannot control, and it doesn't serve us. If anything, the executive presence that this person is trying to per, per, per like trying to um, portray inside the room or try to exude in the room is going to be lessened because they are not being authentic and they're not being true to themselves. A leader like that is not it's not able to be trusted, um, because they are flimsy, they're they're fickle, and they change who they are based on a, a given situation. And, you know, those are not foundational pieces to build upon any kind of a life. Um, if you're building a facade or a persona that you always have to, um, you know, maintain or to uh, keep a, a, a strong front on, over time, it's not going to be stronger as fortified as being your true self where it's like you it's unwavering your true self is one where you would not there's no room for interpretation you are you are raw you are sharp around the edges you are not polished and you're you're you Um, there's this thing about even just like putting out this podcast you know everybody kind of gets to this point even just like content creators and this has happened with one of our uh one of our fathers he recently started a channel right I told you about his 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 channel it's called sober recon and you know it's 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 this this ideal that we don't it's hard to get used to our own voices and where do we get that from you know like we we are extremely critical of ourselves and what we yeah, like oh, like critical of my face on camera, or critical of my voice on on a on a podcast, or on a video. It's a. It's this self. It's this like lack of love. It's this lack of self love for our for our, authentic, our our authentic self, and it doesn't serve us at all. Now, what is the flip side of that? Let's just use. Let's just continue using the meeting example, right? If we have a manager or a a leader of of a facilitated group that is, um, you know, seeking. Um, you know, correct answers, he's asking questions, and you know, is, is expecting the members of the meeting to um, give an answer, if the person comes out with a wrong answer, and the person is ridiculed, well, a single person is ridiculed, everybody else is going to diminish their voice, and they're not going to speak as authentic, and they're not going to think that their opinion is validated, because there's going to be a risk of being ridiculed, or, or being of, of saying that their opinion is wrong, that diminishes authentic expression and that is the danger we run is that when we don't accept others we are actually not accepting ourselves and so in in understanding how to be your most authentic self or even how to relate with others we must first know how to relate with ourselves how do we accept? all parts of ourselves, who we are, and what we're about. Interestingly, you know, for me, when I used to have hair, which was only like two, two and a half years or two years ago, you know, I was always really conscious of what other people thought about me. I was always conscious about what girls thought about me uh, you know whether they thought I was handsome with the hairdo that I had or you know it was almost looked down upon to go out of the house with bedhead right like to to have hair that was sticking out right um you cared so much about what other people thought about yourself yet th- even what I thought of myself was not very highly thought of as soon as I cut all my hair and I made the decision to go bald I didn't care anymore. Like, I just didn't, I couldn't care less what you thought of me. And I could walk into a room and feel like I could be myself. I could, there was nothing holding me back suddenly. Like, this is who I am now. Accept it or don't accept it. And if you don't accept it, well, that's on you. Why should I pin it on me? So if we go back to the meeting example, it's like, if, If we cared what everybody else thought, the delivery of our message or the idea that we're giving, we are going to associate with other people and what they think of our idea. That's never going to appease anybody. So you can think about it for yourself. Let's just say you are the idea. You are that. You are that idea. You are not accepting of yourself. Why would anybody accept you too? And not only that will we Project onto other people the lack of acceptance that we have for ourselves. We will hate that about others, which is most like us. Um, like we like to stay our own BS, and we like to call other people out for their mistakes more. And I mean, this is like crazy mental jujitsu. Like this is this is like forty chess in the mind. You know, think about it for yourself, like for your friends, you know, if you have friends that you care highly, and you value their opinions of you, like, where are you getting that from? Like, think clearly about where you're getting that from. It could be from some kind of childhood thing that you weren't recognized at home, perhaps, or maybe you're the youngest child of a lot of siblings, and you were were a diminished um, product, or you... Weren't recognized in school, um, you know, playing second fiddle to the next smartest kid in, in the, you know, to the smartest kid in class. Um, you know, the approval of others is something that everybody seems to fight for. Ooh, interesting. This this thought actually crossed my mind as I'm, as I was going through my week, was like, why do we do what we do in life? What is it that spurs people on, you know, to be uh, an influencer or to be a, a person of high status like what is ultimately the root um, thought of that and, and what I found was like you know in understanding oh, why people seek out large amounts of money um, a lot of possessions or you know like big social networks or you know that you're friends with you know the most famous people um you know in the world it's 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 respect it's it's other people's respect you know it's always somebody else it's always outside of ourselves it's always something outside of ourselves and i'm not saying every single person is like this you know there are genuine people out there who are living their authentic self and are able to balance that. Are able to, no, not even balance that. They 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 are so secure within themselves that they have no. Um. They just don't have that side of them that's like, oh, I need to get the approval of others. Like, and I'm not gonna say any names here because you know I don't know anybody deep enough to know that that is um, absolute truth. Um, I just know that in myself it's like it it doesn't um, I will always try to be my most authentic self I will try my best to not um, change or mold who I am to fit somebody's ideal or somebody's standard because it's a lose-lose situation in that situation I cannot there is no way that I would measure up or add up to anybody um anybody's ideal or standard for me um they may think that all asians do kung fu you know and like i don't um or any anyways i don't i don't want to go down that racial path but you know just like we all have we all do it you know we all judge too and and that's the thing is that we when we judge We are actually judging ourselves. You know, what's that thing about like pointing at your finger at others and you got four fingers or three fingers pointing back at you? Um, That's really what we do as human beings. It's so interesting. Um, You know, growing up, I was in the church. And, you know, the church ideal of, you know, it's not the church's fault by any means. It's on me too, right? Like I made a conscious decision to believe that I had to measure up and be the standard of a pre- a pastor's child at, at at church, and that I had to act a certain way. I had to be. I had to this like level of perfection that I needed to strive for as a um, as the deacon or as the the pastor's child. Um, obviously, it never served me. Uh, And and if I think about going back and reliving those moments, I think it probably would have unfolded the same way. It's just that as as human beings growing up, we adhere ourselves to what others think and we we want to win the approval of others. Um, I don't know how that creeps into our psyche, how that creeps into our personality, always striving and seeking somebody else's approval. Maybe the fact that you know, feeling that we could never get anything right, that lack of celebratory peace, not given permission to be ourselves. Um, You know, for myself, I was growing up in Venezuela. um, It was very obvious who I was. Um, You know, I was not like every other kid in Venezuela, right? I was not a Latino, first of all. I couldn't speak perfect Spanish when I first got there. you know, I looked noticeably different and and people on the road, would, you know, on the streets and passing would always call, you know, racial names down on us and, um, you know, little slight handed jokes of calling us Chinese pigs or whatnot. You know, I was, I was very much raised in a way that was like not very, uh, not a lot of self-care, not a lot of self-respect. And definitely the identity piece took a hit. In talking about the identity hit, The Bible calls Satan uh, or the devil um, a liar, deceiver, and a murderer. And he's he's a thief, you know, and he comes to steal the joy and the life out of us. His number one attack on us is always an identity piece. It's always at the root of who we are because he knows that if if he takes away the starting point or the foundational piece of who we are the direction in which we take off on a journey will be different and so let's just say that people you've grown up with this wow this is incredibly interesting um, because yesterday's sermon at church was literally talking about healing and how um you know there are two different kinds of things that need healing is is you know one is brokenness, which comes from you know uh, bad information. And when we have bad information, we um, start a journey with bad information, eventually it will lead to injury. It'll take us to a path that we did not expect. and with this injury you start to compensate and you get additional injury injuries. That is literally how the devil attacks us is he'll lie to us and say that, oh, that promise wasn't given to you. God never said that about you or no, you are not noble, Theo. You know, you look at the things that you do. And the interesting thing about this is like, here's an analogy that I, that, that really helped me understand this. Okay. Okay. Just picture the family of God, okay? You're included in that. I don't care if you don't believe him or not. You are included in that. You are, what Jesus did on the cross was also for you. Let's just say you are a sheep in a giant sheep herd. And you go missing. If somebody came to you and said, somebody as in the devil or a liar came to you and said, just because you are lost, you are no longer a part of the herd. Like questioning your citizenship of in, in the herd. I don't know if that's the right word. Like questioning your herdship, <laughs> if that's a word. Would, is that truth, do you think? Like are you not a part of the, the, the sheep herd because you are lost? You might be lost, but your citizenship or your herdship is not in question. And so that is literally the attack that the devil says about us is that you're not a part of the herd. Look at you, you, you eat the brown grass, you know, or whatever it is. You look out, look how evil you are. You think you're part of this family? in reality, you can't lose that part of you. You can't lose that citizenship part of you. One of the things in my personal development when I was was growing up was like, and I mean, when I say my personal development journey, that was only like two years ago, was like, understanding that those are non-negotiable parts of who I am. My identity as a Chinese Canadian is something that I cannot let go of. My identity as a as, as a son of God is something that I cannot let go of. And so that's not something that I can just bend to my non believing friends. You know, I can't just I can't just bend that and break that and you know and, and change that part of me for their sake. The same the same way I cannot accept that lie from the devil is that my citizen is my citizenship is never in question I am always going to be a son of God I am always going to be viewed the way God sees me that is the blueprint that is who I am IKEA table cannot slap a sticker on itself and say that it's from you know Leon's furniture whatever whatever furniture store you can think of Walmart can't slap a brand on itself and say that it is Costco now it is always going to be a product of Walmart product made in china can't just be like oh i'm gonna say that i'm made in canada and people are gonna accept me as a canadian made product that doesn't happen it's not possible and so this lie about ourselves about who we are as people as individuals the identities that god has given us those are foundational pieces by not living that most authentic side of ourselves we are diminishing other people's true expression of themselves it actually doesn't allow them to be their truest selves you're almost wanting them to accept your falsehood accept this lie that you all, that of, of who you are this is incredibly interesting because if you think about it that is literally the direction that our world is heading in is that people can now say these are my pronouns and you have to call me by them and you have to you have to play along with my stupid game and i'll be honest this is stupid this is this is lies this is falsehood this is like pushing the grounds of truth and you have to play along and if you don't i'm going to cancel you if you don't i'm going to say that you are a bigot and that you are full of hate and that it's not okay and ridicule you in front of people that could that could happen with this podcast episode right now as i'm sharing it the thing is i am who i am i believe what i believe and i am not going to waver from it if you are hurt by the things that i am saying look into your heart ask yourself why is this hurting your feelings is this hurting your feelings because society tells you it's hurting your feelings or in your heart of hearts you actually feel like this is actually hurting you Be absolutely honest with yourself. When we, you see this in children, when they do something wrong, they know it's wrong. They know it's wrong. It's inherent. We are inherent. We have inherent properties that cannot be bent, cannot be changed, and cannot be twisted, cannot be molded to something else it's truth and yet we're in this time and place where we can say whatever I want to be called this and I want to be a carrot and I want to be a VCR like and you can't question it anymore that is scary that's a scary place to be can you imagine how confusing that is and if that's the truth then what is the limit we just we just open this can of worms that you cannot close back again and it's interesting because now the world is starting to push back right people are starting to push back and say like yo that's not that's not right we can't go on we can't do that we we should not be this is not okay how, how did we even let this door open in the first place it's not hateful for me to say the things that i'm saying it's not hateful for me to believe what I believe. Like, we're seeing the extremes of this. Like, men competing in women's competitions because they identify as women. People going to, like, places where it says no cameras allowed and saying that I identify as a camera. Like, it's extreme. And this is scary. Not just for ad, Like, I'm an adult. Like, I, I'm a 36-year-old. I'm, 30, I'm 37 this year. Adult. And I don't even know how to make sense of it. How do our children, how do our children make sense of this? In a world where technology is pretty much unavoidable for children, they see it on social media, they see it on TikTok, they see it on Instagram reels, they see it on YouTube videos, they see it on Netflix shows and movies, mainstream movies that come out in the theater. They hear it in podcasts, they hear it on the lips of people in school, they th- their friends all talk about it. Teachers teach about it. Curriculum is talking about it. This inclusion and this, this 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 acceptance of other people's whatever. I'm not I'm not questioning that there's you know probably scientific anomalies and things that. To be honest, if you were to ask me what I truly think about. All this stuff and why we're at this place in time where these things can be so open to interpretation is that we're seeing literally the manifestation of 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 sin, of thousands and thousands of years of sin built up over time. So if we've gotten to this place where you know, there was a time and place where it was in there was inbreeding, there was you know. Bestiality, there's necrophilia there's like there's so many different disgusting things that sin has brought about that now we're manifesting in this this place and time now in our modern world. How do we how do we know what contributed to what we're just so muddled already? The water is so murky and dirty that there's nothing we can do to clean it. Truth has been stepped upon and changed and no longer can we even question it because we're going to destroy you professionally if you do not align with what we believe and that is that is so scary not just for me but for my children for my children's children When people don't know the truth, it's just like that brokenness. The, the, The starting point for even the first step off of bad information is dangerous. You take the wrong step in the wrong direction. You set your path and you start going past the point of no return. You can't go back. Just look at those children who think that getting reassignment, gender reassignment surgery, is a is a wise idea, at whatever age that they're thinking of doing it. I don't think that there is an even age. I don't even think there's an age limit on that. Like children can just say, "Oh, I like to play with dolls." I like a boy can just say, "I play with dolls," and so I can identify as a woman or as a girl. It, you how old do you have to be to get a tattoo? How old do you have to be to make the decision to smoke a cigarette? How old do you have to be to, to make a decision to watch pornography or to have the ability to watch or to purchase things like that? Well, if we're going to get rid of that, it's no wonder these, like, these, these drag queen things are like, oh, we're going to teach kids how to be drag queens in school. It's okay to do that. Like, I've never been, but I've heard, and and it's quite grotesque. It's just like children at pride parades, like twerking and like, like, seeing men in buttless chaps, and it's okay. Like you you know, like even it's just like the Balenciaga thing, right? Just like how subtle, how open. Actually, not even subtle. How open it is. This. This grooming of children, sexualizing children. Like, it's a scary time. It is It is so scary. You can imagine what it means for our authentic self. Like, we're at a place in time almost where being yourself is being your truest self. Not what other people think of you is has we've got we've gotten so lost we've gotten so lost that we could that it's open to interpretation and that we can you know some people would say that well then you're not letting people be their authentic self if you're not letting them to change whatever they they you know what to be whatever they want to be like what like (laughs) that's like (sighs) it's hopeless it's actually quite it's actually quite scary and we're seeing that we're seeing the manifestation of that and you know I don't I won't begin to say that I have all the answers I really don't know how we've gotten to this point in time you know am I am I vowing for uh, like vying for violence or hate against those types of people no but I'm not also willing to continue to feed their delusion or their dysphoria and and say it's okay and that's being complicit in that is is dangerous you've essentially become an accomplice to satan's lies and what is that in the grand scheme of things like i'm just supposed to play along and You know, the stories of, you know, there's actually, there's like two fathers, there's two stories of fathers that I've heard already that have this issue with, you know, from broken family, you know, divorced uh, with mom and, and, you know, the the daughter or son at school, you know, these are young ones too, like two, grade two or grade three or grade four, deciding that they no longer want to be the genders that they were um, biologically born in. And the school going so far as to a school going so far as to contacting services and and restraining the father from speaking up about this delusion and even having contact with their children because of these beliefs that they have adopted, which were impressed upon them by school, by um, the mother, by um, other people in you know around this child, um, you know we're not like this isn't this isn't a fictional story that I'm telling you here. This is something that in Canada we're already doing, teaching children about inclusion and that if you play with a doll that you are you may identify as a a girl, or if you play with a truck you might identify as a boy, like. These are things that are actively being taught. And it's interesting because they say, oh, you know, we have a Q&A session that you can attend to hear more information about it and that you can ask questions about it. It's asking questions about the curriculum. It's not asking questions about the teacher. And even if I couldn't interview the teacher or ask questions about the teacher, that teacher can call in sick and somebody else who comes in can teach whatever they believe to my children. They can teach lies to my children. Teachers are in a position of power. It's great power to have uh, a teacher to be a teacher. Because you're shaping future generations. Now, what is that what they say about like a, a new town? Like the first thing they build is a school. Like a new town, the first thing they build is a school. So you can see how important it is education is for our children. And yet we're allowing teachers Allowing education bureaus or whatever you call them to dictate this curriculum that is feeding lies to our children and we just have to take it lying down and we just have to shut up and accept it. You know, my children are in public school and I know this is something that they will have to contend with. The one year we took them out for grade one, we were in fear of some of those things but in realizing that this is something that they must contend with it just required me to be even more present with my child is to ensure that the path that they're on is one in which they will not veer from and that they are secure in their foundation and they're secure in themselves and they understand that they understand their identity in christ that they are created perfect and that they are, though they are sinners, God sent his son to die for them. And so what God sees is perfection. He thought of them before they were even born, before they were even in the womb, from the very foundations of this world. God had us in his thoughts. And that's an, that's an incredibly humbling and freeing thought which means that all of all of our being is your you have your freedom to be yourself is is a god-given right to be you how god sees you and to not let satan dictate that for you or let Satan lie to society to tell you and dictate how you and who and what or whatever it is that you should be um, based on that lie See, when we just like the quote says right when we when we live in alignment with our head mouth heart feet obviously he's missing soul and spirit right it it builds trust it builds trust within ourselves and people around us see that and followers love leaders they can trust it gives them if anything it gives them permission to be themselves too it gives them permission to trust themselves to let's just say share a, an idea if i don't if i see a manager who doesn't trust themselves and takes it out on their employees I'm not gonna trust my own ideas and I'm not going to be as open with my ideas. Right? Why would I? Human nature. Right? It's only human nature. And there's also gonna be like a lack of transparency. There's also gonna be this lack of this lack of accountability. Like I would want you to if I was somebody who was trying to stay in a lie. I would allow you to get away with your lies too because I don't want you to realize I'm lying too. You know what I mean? Like there's less accountability with people who are not their authentic selves. They are living a an illusion, it's a facade, it's a persona, it's a it's a falsehood. And you see this with people out there is that you, you get people that are like Giving advice on health when they are three hundred pounds, or they are giving advice on love when they are divorced, or you know, you could think of plenty of examples. People project onto others what they struggle with the most. You know, this is something that I've I've worked on. You know, I've 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 gone through it. I've I've done the mental gymnastics. I've t- torn down those things about myself that I said that weren't true and returned to the bedrock. I've, I've returned to the bedrock of my being. And like there's there's nothing, anything could that, uh, like I'm unwavering. Just That's a part of being a noble. Noble gases are ones that like just they don't change their properties based on whatever is around them, their environment. They are unwavering. And that's what it means to be a noble father is to be one that you can trust, one that lives in alignment and does not waver from that. So think about that for your work. If if your heart is out of place whenever you're at work or you feel this amount of, I don't want to use the word guilt, conviction. Conviction that this It's not feeling right. It's not sitting right in your spirit. It's time to clue into that. Maybe one of your dreams was like mine. Growing up, you wanted to be a more present father because your dad was always not around, and that really took away from your potential or took away from your enjoyment of your childhood. Your children are feeling the brunt of that. Not being around for them is going to bring about, manifest something that over a long period of time, something that you're not going to expect and there is going to be a too far gone moment. There's going to be a time where it is not recoverable and they'll be out of the house. You know, in a previous episode, I've, I've talked about this, you know, um, this idea of 18 summers. You get 18 summers with your children. If you're listening to this podcast and you're like 16, 17 summers in, it, it can be quite hopeless. You're about to lose them. You know, not to say that they won't stay longer. They could stay 20, maybe 23 summers. You know, it is getting later. But still, it's time to change something. It's time to be authentic. It's time to live in alignment, in complete alignment, from head to toe, physical, external, and internal. Thinking, saying, feeling, and doing the same thing consistently. And staying to it, being unwavering to it. The interesting for this is like, when I realized that this was my calling, in my life purpose to speak into the lives of fathers and to build communities for the lost and to uh, to get fathers to open up it really helped me to understand what to say no to the temptation to go find a job as an entrepreneur and you know as a man that needs to provide for his family is very strong but but when you know what you're called to do and you know what god has as your purpose you are able to know the deviation or the path that you are currently on is the right one, and veering from it is not your calling. You'll feel it in your spirit. I feel it in my spirit, and I feel it in my heart whenever there are opportunities around me that I know no, it's not congruent to where I'm presently at. And this is what I want for for you as a listener, as fathers, for yourself, not just for your, for your own sake, but for your children, is that you need to show them this. You need to show them. If everything is open for interpretation and every possibility is available and you can manifest anything that you want for yourself, then what is the true path? What is the ultimate thing you should do? What is your ultimate purpose if everything works? If everything is for you, then what isn't for you? It's like you, it's like that marketing saying they say if you're speaking to everybody, you're speaking to nobody. If everything is for you, then what is what is your being? If you can be anything you want, you can be anything you want Well then that just takes away the the ultimate blueprint right it takes away the fact that you have fundamental and foundational aspects to your being questions that whether or not there was a intelligent design in creation it questions whether or not there was a purpose for your life. Just think about that. Think about that for yourself. Yeah, this might not even just be a work thing for you. Maybe in family. Right. Oh, you're about to, you know, there's certain habits that you're doing. It's causing the marriage to suffer. And rather than work on it, we're just going to cut it, sever it, and just go our separate ways. Right? You start to think from a selfish perspective of me, 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 right? You and your partner both start thinking about me, 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 and never considering what what harm could be to your children or to their future. I'm not saying that there isn't going to be scenarios where a divorce is, is the right thing to do. But just there's 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 got to be this consideration. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, what I want from people is to feel every. Where is now? Where is, where is. Where is now? And who are you? Who is your. What? Who is your authentic self? What would your authentic self do? If your heart is not in the, in something, get out of it. We have that intuition for a reason. And it's my hope that as you're listening to this that you're cluing into it because there's probably, you probably feel that somewhere. Hopefully it's not to the point where you've already numbed it to the point where you don't even feel it anymore. I would ask that you get quiet and really clue in and feel, feel it. Feel that, feel that incongruence. Where are you not congruent? And try to get back onto that path. And not just to do it for yourself but do it for your children. Your children see your example and the children need a congruent father. That's my recommendation to you guys here. I don't know how much more I want to speak about that. I think I've kind of gotten most of my thoughts that I want to get out um, on here. You know, before I want to, before I close this episode, you know, I I do want to you know give my plugs for you know the meetups um, every Thursday. If you are a father that's looking to open up about your walk and you're seeking genuine community. That's from the heart. Authentics, if you want to be your authentic self. If anything, if you want to be your authentic self in a group of, with other people who are being, striving to be as authentic as they can be, you please come and check out our meetup every Thursdays. Um, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Pacific time, which is 7 p.m. Eastern time. Um, please do that conversion. 4 p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. Eastern time. And it's really just a space to be yourself and to share openly about things that are going on. We don't have, we don't talk about any topics in particular. I really just let the the, the meeting flow and, and, um, but I got to say, it's one of the most authentic spaces to be in. And when you're authentic like that, there's no room for surface level conversation. I mean, there is room for surface level conversation, but at some point you just have to go deeper and you go into the heart. Once you've opened up your heart and you've let somebody in, you, there's a bond that can't be explained with words. Um, and so if you're interested in that, please reach out. Um, I'd, de- I'd love to get you connected to that. Um, we do have the Facebook community too. If you're looking for that kind of community, definitely check that out. Um, and also if you're looking to go deeper with your own development, your own growth as a father, I want you to check out the Patreon page. Um, you can find us at Noble Fathers, I believe. Um, it might be underscore or there's a hyphen in it. Um, but I provide a ton more value there, and I go further. I go into how to create habits and how to you know create resolutions and. You know, we're even looking at talk at starting a a bit of a mastermind group of holding ourselves to what we say we're going to do for the whole entire year, and having potentially, you know, calls once a month to meet up and talk about these things. And so, if you're interested in that, please go check out the Patreon page. Um, every single subscription is going to have that, and um, you know, it's another way also for you to support this work that's going on for fathers. Um, And because this is really all that I do, this is all that I um, am going to continue to do. This is my calling and this is my purpose. Um, This is what I'm absolutely passionate about. And so if you're also looking to figure out what that purpose is for your own life and what your existence is or what your being is all about, feel free to reach out and ask me any questions that you may have. Um. I'd love to help you on that discovery, on that journey. And and so I just want to say thank you for listening to this episode and um, that you go into this week with courage and with hope and um, that you show up as authentic as you can um, in everything that you do. Um, and hopefully that inspires you. And uh, so thank you so much for joining me. Until next time, bye for now. Please show your support for the Noble Father podcast by recommending the podcast to your family and friends. You can also subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and a review. And also if you know a father who is interested in a regular meetup every week where they can show up authentically and share the best parts of themselves, some of the struggles they're going through, some of the wins that they have, and even some lessons to bless other fathers with, and um, also have them in our Facebook community, Um, just a bunch of men who genuinely care about one another and just share space and hold it for one another thank you very much for listening to the noble father podcast until next time bye for now